Welcome to Threads of Grace, brought to you by Woven, the ladies' ministry of Calvary Chapel, Miami. We invite you to listen in as different women share their heartfelt stories. Together, throughout these conversations, we'll see God's faithfulness connecting us to each other and to Himself. Here's your host, Alicia. Welcome to Unraveling Threads of Grace. I wanted to start off just by sharing that stories are so powerful. Ever since I was little, stories have enthralled my heart. The unexpected twist, the redemptive resolutions, the intriguing dialogues being worked together, suggesting themes and lessons have captured my attention for as long as I can remember. As a little girl, my dad was often responsible for the bedtime routine, which consisted of praying together and story time. Oh, how I looked forward to those evenings when my dad would come in and spend those moments with me. Sometimes it would be a retelling of a historical account from the Bible. Other times he would just make something up, but in either case, he would really get into it. He'd have a different voice for each character. Sometimes he'd attempt a cliffhanger, but he couldn't leave his little girl in suspense for long and would wind up just wrapping it up right there. Perhaps it was during these tender moments that my love for reading, for language, for literature began to take shape. And of all the aspects that I enjoy about stories, my favorite without a doubt is character development. Now, some may be wondering, okay, Alicia, where are you going with this? After all, we're not here in a bookstore or a library selecting reading material based on your recommendations. True, what we're doing here is unraveling threads of grace. In this preview episode, we're talking about our upcoming program where different ladies in different seasons of their lives will be able to share their story. Our hope is is that by engaging with these women, we might connect, we might be encouraged, we might grow in our relationship with the Lord, we might have our hearts knit together. Again, stories are so, so powerful that even social media has found a way to steal the idea of stories, quote unquote, for their marketing purposes. And the temptation might be to just stop there. Yes, everyone has a story, and it's great to hear it, to be entertained, to be moved even. But there is more to the story than just the story itself. I recently had the opportunity presented here in the God's Way radio studios. Again, such a joy, so humbling to get caught up in the middle of what God is doing. While participating in their afternoon call-in program called Refresh, the host asked me, why? why I thought the Lord had given me a specific opportunity in my life when I was entering senior year of high school. And to be completely honest, I had no idea what I was going to say. But there we were, live in the studio, and the only thing that came to my mind and to my heart was that this opportunity was not just about me. Rather, the Lord was placing me for such a time as this in that school to be a light for the other students. It got me to thinking, this notion of an event occurring, or a life story, if you would, being about more than just the person experiencing it, is somewhat of a biblical pattern. 
Why did the Lord allow Joseph to be sent to Egypt? Why did the Lord allow Esther to be promoted? Why would our heavenly, loving, perfect Father allow His sinless Son to die on a cruel cross? The Bible never records any of these individuals asking why regarding the circumstances which unfolded in their lives. But if we were to stop today and try to answer that question, I would say this. Joseph, he saved millions of lives during the seven-year worldwide famine because God allowed him to be carried off as a slave to Egypt. Esther, she saved the entire Jewish people because she, a young girl of ethnic minority, was basically kidnapped and forced to be a queen over this pagan kingdom. And Jesus, our Jesus, the Savior of the world, changed the course of history and truly all of eternity for those who confess with their mouths and believe in their hearts that he died on the cross for their sins. Through each of these examples and countless others, the Lord was working out something greater. Not because he's some heartless chess master sacrificing pawns to win some cosmic game against an already defeated enemy. But who knows the depths Joseph's relationship with God reached when he found himself in prison for crimes he didn't commit. And he knows, who knows, what strength Esther received as she spent days fasting for the deliverance of her people. And who knows what Jesus will express to us when we get to the other side of eternity. Because God is love, he writes our stories in such a way so that our hearts are knit together in love to each other and to himself. So yes, Threads of Grace is about these sisters sharing their story. But Lord willing, it will be so much more than that. Because as powerful as each story is, as powerful as your story or my story may be, our stories cannot be the lens through which our reality is constructed. And this will probably step on some toes, but our stories are not our greatest truth. And if this is offensive, I pray you wouldn't tune out. Let's really think on it. Let's pause for a moment and take some steps to evaluate what is true. Is my story, is a personal experience the most reliable truth? The answer is no. Biblically speaking, truth is non-negotiable. Truth is unbiased. Truth is based on God's standards. So in each of the stories you hear, we hope to demonstrate to highlight, if you will, how God has woven his word throughout these women's lives. His word is faithful and his promises are true. So whether it is a promise of blessing or of warning, he keeps his word. Going through the Bible chapter by chapter every day in personal devotional time is essential for every Christian. You know, I could almost end this whole Threads of Grace project right there. Just read through the Bible every day and seek the Lord in prayer. He'll guide and direct you. That's it. That's really the whole point. But I did want to share that sometimes when I'm in between books or in between daily reading plans, I'll switch up my approach to devotional time a bit and study a theme in scripture. And if there's a topic 
or better said, a theme that I will never tire of reading, studying, and learning. It's the faithfulness of God. How overwhelming is his faithfulness? And dear listener, there may be situations you're facing that are so challenging, they break your heart. Maybe even past experiences that, again, are so painful, it seems there's nothing God could even do to redeem such ashes. But God is faithful. His word will not fail. So throughout Threads of Grace episodes, listen for how these women express God's faithfulness to his word. My hope, our hope, is that as you listen to each unique story, they would all be underlined by the theme that God's word, the Bible, must be the lens through which we see everything else, especially our lives' story. We have to be biblical Christians. Why? Because, yes, stories are powerful, but God's word? Well, here are some scriptures describing his word. And these are all taken from the New King James Version of the Bible. We'll start off in Psalm 138, verse 2. I will worship your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Later on in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29, Is it not my word? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Listen to these next two scriptures, which metaphorically describe God's word as a sword. Ephesians 6, 17, Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, writes, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And again, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When Jesus approached his disciples with the opportunity to cut their losses and forsake following him, note what it was that kept them from turning away. John 6 verses 68 and 69 record, But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Peter could have said, who else puts the Pharisees in their place? Or who else stands up for the injustices of the world? Or who else provides a multitude of more than 5,000 with a physical nourishment of fish and bread? Or who else heals the blind, exercises demons, raises the dead? In light of everything Jesus accomplished during his earthly ministry, the disciples kept following their master because he alone has the words of life, and that of life eternal. A few more scriptures I wanted to share with you. Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. First Peter 1, verses 22 through 25. I love how it sums it up. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. 
Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 exhorts us that scripture isn't just a collection of cute stories or, you know, these different metaphors that we would just apply, you know, in some way or another to our lives. No, we're told scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. As a matter of fact, the phrase word of the Lord occurs 2,718 times in 341 verses in the New King James Version. The longest chapter in the Bible is dedicated to the word of the Lord. Psalm 119. I love verse 160 of that chapter. It reads, the entirety of your word is truth. All of it from Genesis to Revelation. I inserted that there. It doesn't say that in the Psalms. But again, it says the entirety of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Jesus even testifies to the truth of the Bible he prays in John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you can tell throughout the Old and New Testament, God's clear message is that his word is imperative. Recently, my Bible reading plan had me go through Deuteronomy. And as I have often done at the start of a new year, beginning in Genesis, I've read incredible accounts or stories, personal experiences men and women live through. God, in his infinite wisdom, had instructed his people to write it down, lest they forget. And I've got to believe he had them write it down for our sakes as well. Having this historical record of the events from the beginning of time there to answer all of our questions, oh, how blessed are we to have the Bible. So, as I was finishing up the book of Deuteronomy, I noticed something new. Moses' ministry of leading the people was ended. Joshua would now take up that role. The people were finally coming into the promised land, the home they longed for for these 40 years. Oh, they were finally arriving to it. They had witnessed and experienced the most amazing events any single group of people probably in the history of humanity ever lived through. I mean, just take one of the situations they faced, the parting of the Red Sea, or manna raining down from heaven, or God's presence going before them in a fiery pillar or in a cloud. Just one of these events would be enough for a lifetime. And yet these group of men and women and children saw Example of after example, witness life-changing event after life-changing event. And so you would think at the end of it all that Moses would tell them, hey, don't forget the things you lived through. Don't forget these examples, these miracles, these warnings. But look at what Moses tells the people is their heritage. Deuteronomy 33 verse 4. Moses commanded a law for us a heritage of the congregation of Jacob. 
the heritage that God left for his people after these 40 years wandering through the desert, after visiting um, them with manna, with all these different provisions, wasn't just their personal experiences. It was his word, his law, what he has exalted and magnified above his very name. So again, Threads of Grace, it's about these women's stories but more importantly, is about how the word of God connects to each and every one of their hearts and speaks to them in the different roles, in the different ministries, the different aspects of their lives. We hope you tune in and are blessed by that part. Additionally, Threads of Grace is also about accountability. And maybe if you're new to Christian circles, new to the faith, Uh, new to this kind of biblical instruction, you're asking, what is accountability? Do I need to turn in my taxes on time every year? Do I need to make sure my bank account balances at the end of the month? Well, probably. I mean, those are good things, good habits, good practices. But in all honesty, what accountability means is having other Christian believers speak into your life, confirm to you what God is already doing and speaking through his word. And that's going to be another question that will ask the different sisters as they share their stories. How has the Lord woven the the thoughts, the examples, uh, the encouragement and exhortation of other ladies in your life when it comes to, again, your role as a student, perhaps your role as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend, as a mother, as a wife. Each of these different aspects, different walks of life that these women are speaking from, I gotta believe that the Lord has used other believers to encourage them when maybe they were facing a difficulty or maybe they were celebrating a sweet uh, blessing, a sweet promise that they had received from the Lord and to have other believers there to share, to remind them, to point back to how God's faithfulness has been seen in their lives. As you can tell, I'm so excited about Threads of Grace. I'm so excited to hear these stories. I'm so excited to see how God's word was woven into each and every one of these accounts, to see how accountability played its role, to see the faithfulness of God. Because after all, we're here because God has seen fit. It's funny and almost ironic that Uh, The last time I was part of that live program uh, here at God's Way Radio Studios, they asked me that question, why? And similarly, this segment of Threads of Grace was more of the why, why we're doing this program, why we're presenting this information, why we're asking these women to share their stories. And again, (laughs) like it happened to me last time I was asked the question, I almost don't really have a clear answer as to why other than God is doing something bigger and greater than anything we can ask or imagine or think. And I just have to believe that it's not just for each and every woman who will enter this studio to get to think about and remember how good God has been in their lives, but also to encourage other people listening who maybe find themselves in a similar season or facing a similar difficulty or decision. And just to know that if God was faithful to her, I know the Lord will be faithful to me. Um, I want to leave you today with a quote 
from a book I've been reading uh, with a discipleship group at my church called Pleasing God, Pleasing God by Kay Smith. She writes, Would I exchange my life in Christ for a life in this world, living according to the prince of the power of this world? Never. No matter how often we might stumble and fall, a life lived unto God is still the greatest life you could ever hope to live. Beloved woman of God, this world is winding down. All you have to do is catch a few minutes of the evening news or glance at a newspaper to know that all the things God prophesied in his word thousands of years ago are happening. His divine plan is unfolding before our eyes. It is coming to pass just as he said. Truthfully, it makes me want to shake every Christian awake. I feel like a coach. I want to give everyone a big pep talk. Listen up. The game is almost over. We're in the last quarter with just a few minutes left and we are going to win. We know we are because God's word has given us the outcome. So give it all you've got. Get out there and run with all your might, with all patience and with all endurance. Let's do as much praying, loving, and serving as we can. Let's win a big, heavy crown that we can lay at his feet when this is all over. In light of all God has done for us, don't you want this to be your response to him? When Paul beseeched us in Romans 12 verse 1, to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, he was saying, stop and look at all God has done for you. Don't you want to respond to him by giving him all you have? There's a great deal of work to be done in this world and not much time left to do it. There's a harvest out there waiting to be gathered. If we want to be effective in this world, then we need to live to please God. By living to please him, we will become the strongest influence possible to those around us. You cannot become a strong influence for righteousness any other way. So allow me to close in prayer and then we'll hear a song by Jen Johnson called The Goodness of God. This song has recently um, just become my anthem, this desire to let people know that I have lived in the goodness of God. If you want to find me, if you want to look up my address, just look for the goodness of God because that's where I'll be dwelling with him. Let's pray. Dear God, we ask for your blessing, your provision, your guidance for every listener for every aspect of their lives. God, would you cover them? Would you go before them? Would you be real? Would you reveal yourself to them through your word? God, draw us closer to you. We thank you for threads of grace. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. As we wrap up this episode, thanks for listening. We hope you were encouraged to search out God's word and to connect with other believers as Christ continues to weave together your life story. Tune in every first Saturday of the month for our live segment or find us online, godswayradio.com forward slash threads of grace.